Howie, California. Howie, California. Serves up, dudes. Serves up, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast. Here, I'm sitting across from Sean. It's the regular podcast crew here for studio sessions live from EXTV 98 at Exeter High School Studio. Sean, we're back in the studio again. We are. Cowabunga. Yeah, so exciting. So awesome to be back with you guys. We're really here because there was something specific that happened this past week. And Sean, I think here at the Podcast Network, we're a little shooken up and we want to let the community know that it was a little thing called Star Wars Celebration 2017. Oh, maybe it was Easter. Easter shakes us up sometimes. You know, it's, it, it can really get down on the chalk. Especially the Easter egg hunts. Oh, that's pretty dark, but okay. <laughs> but never, never mind. Um, but Star Wars Celebration 2017 happened in Orlando this year. And Sean, so much came out of Star Wars Celebration that we had to come in the studio and talk about it before we hit Avon, Connecticut tomorrow. It's, it, was, it was crazy. Just the first two days, especially. The, the first few days was... Uh, well, the first day was... Uh, the beginning of Star Wars Celebration, we had uh, Carrie Fisher's tribute, or pre-tribute, if you want to call it. And then we had... Uh, uh, what? Uh, the 40th tw- anniversary panel. Yeah, ba- yeah, basically the fourth. And that was really nice. I, mm. missed a, I missed a couple of it. I was working on homework, of course. <laughs> Papers. That was, that was basically my weekend. Homework and watching Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> That's it. You know, and Easter. So that was, that was pretty fun. But then on Friday, we had... The biggest reveal with the Star Wars, the Last Jedi trailer, and we were we got pumped up when we when we all saw it here at the podcast. We we, we got way too pumped up. <laughs> we were so excited when that trailer dropped. And Sean, I've talked I've talked to Brian Fontaine, and I've talked to Scott Inch, I've talked to James, I've talked to a lot of people, and I've kind of talked to you about your reaction to the Last Jedi panel and the Last Jedi teaser trailer. However. I don't think half of the people here at the podcast network and our fans really know what your opinion of this tr- teaser to the the teaser trailer was. What do you think? Well, it, to me, it, it mirrored the Force Awakens trailer. When I, I saw a post on uh, Tumblr or whatever, it was a I because they're both about two minutes long, and they have and it's it's it mirrored each other basically, and it was. But this trailer was. I think it was, in my opinion, more well made than the Force Awakens one. It didn't get, it didn't leave too much uh, spoilers, if you want to say. I don't know. It, it, I got chills when I was watching it, and especially that first scene when with Ray ha- has her hands up. It's like, <gasps> that, that's my first impression of her. <laughs> Just that's weird, and that's how I felt when I was watching the trailer. Just <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it was so great that during that trailer, we might as well, while you're sitting here, break this trailer down right. while we have the chance here, but not break it down too far. Um, that just that opening piece where Ray kind of looks like she's coming back from something. She's opening up once again. She's experiencing something within the Force, yeah. it seems like. She's like it's something Force-sensitive, either what maybe what Luke has done with her, because we don't know when that shot has... We don't know if that's the second shot right after... Oh, the second scene mm-hmm. more more above than what the first scene is actually going to be about. Right. I mean, we don't know if Ray was going through a training exercise there. I mean, we, we see that we then, see it in the, the top shot in the in like the minute uh, 
time frame of the, the trailer, we see her just fighting with a light, or just training with a lightsaber. Beautiful shot, by the way. No, that was a wonderful, wonderful shot. It's something in Star Wars that we haven't seen in quite some time. Just kind of panoramic shot. But let's talk about specifically when it comes to what Luke was saying when we're going over Octu, when we're going over Skellig Michael Island there. He's saying, breathe, just yeah. breathe. And then, what do you see? And that's one of my favorite parts is when we start going through and we keep cycling. Your first thoughts on when you saw the back of Leia and it was, you're my only hope quietly in the back. That, that was the, that? the best quote that was used when I was, when I was watching it. I'm like, that's, that's what I wanted to, I wanted a, a young Leia and a voiceover over this trailer with the, with the passing of Carrie Fisher. I'm a side princess Leia, but <laughs> we don't know yet. Right. Right, and it was just a nice little segue that they said, the light, and then of course we get into the dark, and there was obviously a little bit of a crossover between the Vader theme, Kylo Ren's theme, and then if you hear closely in the background, it's Ian McDermott's voice saying, the dark side. Yeah, I heard Which that. was such a nice little tone. I mean, it, it didn't give away too much either. No. You fans who were watching the Last Jedi trailer, um, I'm sure you can agree with us, there was not too much that they wanted to spoil about the dark side right away. They kind of just kept it very basic. Kylo Ren's broken helmet was just enough. And I'm just like, with the, with the lightsaber doing... Yeah. What, what did he say? Um, I can't remember what he said. I can't remember what he said, but he was pointing at somebody. I mean, Who? <laughs> it, could be, it could be Luke. Right. And we'll get into that in just a second. But they said the light, the dark, and then Sean... The balance. That was yeah. the one that clinched this trailer for me was just seeing the original Jedi Order symbol um, on the book. And then it looked like a glove. I don't know if it's necessarily Ray, but a glove being brought over it. And she said, the balance. Now, we've been talking yeah. about it here on the podcast network for quite some time. Do you think this confirms the focus on the Force more than the Jedi in many ways? Obviously, the end kind of spoils that. I think it's more of... Not the force, but the balance of the force. Mm. Like, like splitting up the uh, the light and the dark side, and that's what like the balancing is like, like a like a weighted scale. And you're putting on, like, say this helmet right here, and putting another helmet there, and it's like a a stormtrooper helmet here, or sorry, not stormtrooper, more like a clone trooper helmet, right? With this helmet, and then put it on a scale, and that's that's the balance. Right, it's, it's balancing in its most physical form. That makes a lot of sense, too, because it seems like, especially with The Last Jedi, we're going to have a balance issue. It's going to be, obviously, at the end of the trailer when we get to this, um, there seems to be a change of ways when it comes to the Jedi, the Force, the dark side, and I think Supreme Leader Snoke is going to touch upon that as well in this film. However, Sean, your reaction to spe the specific scene, which I think threw a lot of us off, which were those fighters on what is now the confirmed planet i can't remember it off i think it's it's Christ or one of those names crest i, I, can't I don't remember. know i don't know scott scott said this on on facebook i don't remember what he said but it was really cool to see those fighters kind of land onto that planet and then the red smoke coming up it's it just like it's just like, it just it's just like a like a war scene and and like saving private ryan or whatever or like a weird war scene, <laughs> and I think that's what we have to expect as Star Wars. Fans. I mean, I mean, that, coming I off mean, of Rogue One. yeah, like I was gonna say, right? Up. I think they inputted Rogue One into a little of the Last Jedi and to make it more dark. 
Right, and I think that's definitely the, the direction we're going down. You and I have talked about it so much, Sean, is that they are moving closer and closer to darker, darker films. I don't really see them kind of pulling back in this one because if they want to keep it true, and we say it all the time, A New Hope was similar to Force Awakens in the tone that it carried. If this is going to be similar in the tone of Empire Strikes Back, there's going to be a lot of death, yeah. there's going to be a lot of fighting, and there's going to be some really, really epic moments. And I think the mm -hmm. teaser trailer kind of touched upon some of those. That's what we want in this movie, I think. And that's why so many people love the Return, not Return, <laughs> the Vampire Strikes Back. Yeah. And I think it's going to, like you said, it's going to give me a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences in it, especially with the light versus dark idea. And especially that last quote that oh. Luke said. Oh. And we say it all the time here at the Podcast Network. Don't. Yeah, don't take it from us. Go back and watch this teaser. Don't. Don't. Don't overthink it. That's, yeah. that's what I said. Even though what he said, I'm not going to say what he said. No. You guys go watch it. But it did, it did throw me off, but you gotta, you got to think about the, con, uh, the outcome, the possibilities that could happen. I mean, why did he say it? Or is it <laughs> We're trying to get, be very careful in terms or, of the line that we draw, yeah. Why he said it, or is it something related to something else? Or is it, is it an unfinished sentence? Mm -hmm. And they just cut it off there. We've seen that with Star Wars trailers in the past, especially with Force Awakens. There were some things in the trailer that they only used one or two lines, and then they cut the rest of the line out. And when you finally saw the film, it was like, oh, where did this line come from? You know, the teaser trailer only used one or two words. Or what they did was they pulled from one part of the movie and combined it with another line from another part of the movie. Yeah. That's the beauty of what Star Wars does. Well, they did that with Rogue One, right. Rogue one trailer. and. Half of the stuff in the trailer didn't even, wasn't even in the movie. Right. I mean, I mean, we don't know about the, the last Jedi if they're gonna do the same thing. We don't know if that scene that scene's gonna be in there. Yeah, I think that's within the realm of possibility that some of these scenes might not be in there. Now, just kind of looking at what that final part was in that trailer, I would be a little disappointed if that wasn't in the movie. No, no, no. Though, I know. It's like it's like it was such a clinching moment. And again, we'll say it here. You guys have to go back and watch it. Make sure to go over to YouTube. Make sure to head on over to BrickCityBlockade.com. It's up there for you guys to check out. Please make sure you do so. Sean, overall thoughts with this trailer? Not necessarily the specifics, but overall your thoughts. Did it do what it had to do for Star Wars fans at Celebration? It, it did. It was it was the most exciting thing at Star Wars Celebration. And we'll get, we'll get more into the, the Celebration after my thoughts on the trailer. But I, I think this trailer did better than Force Awakens, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And to see how this movie is going to play, it, it's just it's unf unfa unfathomable. Yeah, there's, there's so much that could play out in The Last Jedi as we move closer again to August, September, October. We will most likely see a full-length trailer at that point. And we'll, I will break it down again. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back in here doing it again, talking with you guys about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Now it's Celebration, Sean. There were other panels other than The Last Jedi panel, which was kind well, of nice. Yeah, the, the, the first one that was kind of big was the, the Rebels panel, especially the season four trailer. And I would like to hear your thoughts on it and my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Going into the Star Wars Rebels panel, I wasn't sure necessarily what we would get. You and I kind of speculated beforehand, and I'd speculated with Brian and Scott on Rebels Recap, that 
it was in, within the realm of possibility that season four, this upcoming season, was going to be the last season of Star Wars Rebels. I mean, I mean, last time we said that, we kind of expected because it's it's in. Look at it. It's an it's an animated TV show, and they they don't go on forever. And like not not like the Simpsons, Family Guy, or whatever. But even though they don't have really good plot lines for those shows, <laughs> but they, but Rebels do. That's why Rebels better than that those shows. But I mean, it it has to end. I think, and I think they made the right decision to end it because I don't want to go, be oversaturated with that. I mean. Like I think five seasons could go. It could go five seasons, but I think four is enough. Yeah, four seasons makes a lot of sense. You had mentioned it before, Sean, in a past episode, that five seasons is a good is is a good number. Oh, well, that's what the Clone Wars said. Five seasons, and I think that I think that's a perfect uh, season to end it for any for any TV show. Actually, I mean, it, uh, TV shows could go on forever, and it, it's. And they could go, they could drag out and it could be terrible. Yeah, let's talk specifically about this trailer alone. First off, just having Hera's voice at the beginning saying the story of a young boy. I, I, th- young I think girl. I think it fits for Hera for the most, for her to, to voice over this trailer. Just, I think, she, because she's become one of the biggest main characters in this, in this series. Mm. And last season she hasn't, What's kind of disappointing, she didn't have too much of a storyline. And I think she's going to have a very big storyline coming into season four. I could, Yeah, absolutely. I think that we did get a little bit about Cham Syndulla and her family and Thrawn and trying to play into her head a little bit. But we didn't get enough about her as a leader, as a general Syndulla in many, many ways. I mean, I think, I'm, I think they focus on Sabine a lot this season, mm-hmm. which, which was good. And I, I don't think they're gonna do much of her in this next season, but I, th- I think they should really focus on Hera and Ezra. Ezra, of course, because he's my character. But it's, it's, I kind of want to see more of their relationship together because they kind of like a mother-son relationship, mm. and I really like that relationship. There. Space mom. That's, yeah. that's what everybody Space calls mom, Hera. Yeah. Space mom. She's always looking out for everybody else. And one of the things from the trailer, Sean, I think that we definitely have to talk about is that we had this whole thing with Hera and everything, and then she said, well, we weren't ready what was coming to us next. Yeah. And that is most likely Thrawn dropping the hammer. I think last year, I think a lot of fans were a little last concerned. Season. Or last season. Well, it was, well technically, it right, started right. last year, but then it went yeah. into this year. No, so yeah. um, when Thrawn came into the picture, I think fans became a little disappointed because they thought, boom, he's going to come right in, he's going to drop the hammer, People are gonna die right now. Well, that, that's not how it's a he, slow burn. He's a slow burn. That's not character. that's not how he plays. That's not how he plays. <laughs> exactly. It's like he's playing chess. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna knock that king down with his whatever pawn, <laughs> king, queen, whatever he uses. Because he has, he has so many routes to so many different play, plays to do it. So, and I, I can't wait to see how he's gonna do it. Yeah, it's going to be epic. It's going to be fun for Star Wars fans to see this. And again, we're moving closer and closer to the events of Rogue One, Sean, in yeah. Star Wars Rebels. Some people are going to have to start biting the bullet this season. Well, see well, a lot we, of them well we see, we see uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker's character, um, Sagrera, older in the next season. So that quickly. So how, 
how much of a time frame is from season three to season four? That's my mm. question. Mm. That's a really good question. I don't think we've ever explored that here on the podcast network. But well, he he is he's starting to have gray hair in season four, but we saw him in season three with really young. Mm. So it, it, I guess we're gonna have a big time t- time jump. I guess yeah, there would have to be. There would have to be some kind of time jump for there to be some kind of development in terms of Saw getting older. Um, he stepped away from, of course, the Rebels crew um, in the one specific episode after they went to Geonosis, Geonosis and they were exploring some of the leftovers from Pago the Lesser and the Empire. So, yeah, you're right. And I never you, thought if about if that you, It feels like, a, like a, just a few years, though. Not, not, yeah. not like a big jump, but... Yeah, I could see that. I could see there only being a couple of years in between that. That's going to be something that's going to be great to see. Whether they fill in a gap at the beginning of the season, they say, you know, like we do with a well, lot of the Star Wars movies. Unless they do that with a like a mid-season, mm. like have have a time jump during the mid-season. That would be interesting. That'd be a cool concept to have that as well, just for fans to kind of be like, okay, you know, we have to go through natural changes. We have to make this time jump because again, it's only 15 episodes a season. They're not having the 22 episode run no. like in the past. So I, I, that would make sense the, 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 if they do that. The, the thing that excited me with the trailer was that wolf. Mm, Which, like, you usually don't see those, like, those types of creatures and stars. Like, that's kind of cool. And I, I keep seeing a lot of theories that, that it could be Ahsoka. Mm. Which I, I kind of don't like it. <laughs> Just, I mean, it's kind of cool, but Ahsoka lives, question mark. Yeah, I mean, there's a, you just brought it up, and I'm glad you brought it up. There are a lot of theories heading into this season about what that wolf could be, where Kanan is going to be heading in terms of training Ezra. Of course, Ezra has been kind of fiddling between the dark side and the light side, but I think what last season kind of proved to us was that Ezra is on a path I where mean, I didn't really die. Like, after watching that tra- trailer with the time jump, I think it's going to make sense a lot with the Last Jedi, and mm. that, could, that could make sense. That, maybe that's why they're doing it. I mean, you might have a thing with <laughs> with your with, with Sabine might be playing. <laughs> you guys can head on over to Brick City Blockade and read that. But there's there's going to be some interesting development when it comes to this. And I think the trailer, obviously, the trailer did its job, Sean, for Star Wars fans, because you and I are sitting here talking about it, hypothesizing about different characters and what their role is going to be. I think that's we, what we this did, trailer did, had to do. Yeah, we did it a little more than the last Jedi, <laughs> but, but because the last Jedi didn't give us much. And there's, there's not much, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but we want to keep it in our minds. Right. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of articles from the podcast network very, very soon as we move closer to the Rebels season and, of course, closer to The Last Jedi. Sean, one of the things I think we have to talk about here, and one of the things I would love to close out this episode on, is that there was a lot of talk in all understanding for Carrie Fisher yeah. and her passing away. And I think it was great that Billy Lord came out, Harrison Ford came yeah. out, everybody came out to support Carrie Fisher and to have that nice little tribute to her. But I think one of the things that was kind of not necessarily talked about enough at Celebration, one of the tributes was the Kenny Baker tribute. Yeah. That's one of the things that I, I wanted to leave it off on was that Carrie Fisher was crucial to this universe. She was Princess Leia. We love her and we will never forget her. But, but Kenny Baker... But there's, there's, the, all, there's the other characters that's... Yeah. that's hard. Heartwarming to this this universe of Star Wars. Kenny Baker was a great R two D two, and we'll, we'll, never, we'll never forget him either. And both of them are in arts. Yeah, I mean Kenny Baker, that nice little tribute there. I thought that that came at a great time. 
Uh, it was nice it was during the droids panel, so you had Alan Tudyk there, you had uh, Anthony Daniels there, you had Warwick Davis, somebody who has was around um, the, the droids and just all the actors at that time and really understood what Kenny Baker's role was um, in the Star Wars universe. So here from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, we want to pay tribute, of course, to Carrie Fisher, mm -hmm. but of course, we also want to pay tribute to Kenny Baker. He will always be R2-D2 in our hearts, and it's hard not to associate yeah. him with anybody else. No, I, I, I agree. We'll always remember you, Kenny Baker. Always. Beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> nice, little, nice little pad in there, the beep boop. You have to have it in there, guys. You have yeah. to have it in there. He's the R he's R2. Well, Sean, I think it's that time of the show. It's a little thing we like to call here on the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network and Studio Sessions Live. <gasps> but is it here live? We're going to do it here, right here, now. In the studio? It's time to do plug time. Plug time here from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, Mr. Sean Me Show. Where can the good people find you across social media? They can find me on Twitter at Sean Michel One. Follow me on Instagram, Zone2434. Friend me on Facebook. Follow my music at Bandcamp and SoundCloud. And check it all, check all it out. It's great. Where can I find you? They can find me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Make sure to subscribe to the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network on iTunes. We love getting your rates, your subscriptions, and your comments about what's working, what's not working, and what definitely we can continue to work on here at the Podcast Network. Make sure to check out BrickCityBlockade.com for all your Last Jedi, Star Wars, Rebels, and everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. Sean, one of the last things I want to talk about before we send them off, Avon Con 2017 this weekend. What a time we are mm. going to have. Yep, it's our second con of this year. We got many more to come. Avon Con tomorrow. We don't know when this is released, so last week. <laughs> right. So we're going to have a lot of fun. And we're going to talk a lot of stars. That's right. You guys can check that out. We're going to have Rise a live stream. Yeah, Rise of the Villains live stream from Avon Public, Free Public Library in Avon, Connecticut with the 501st. Yeah, we'll have that live stream on SoundCloud next next week or whenever we release this. So keep in tune with that. Yeah, make sure, again, to subscribe on iTunes to the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. Thank you guys for checking out Studio Sessions Live here from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. And like we always say here, may, may the, the force, force be, be with, with you. you. Always. Forever young. I want to be forever young.